0: To the WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio share Today, we will be live on the air until 6 o'clock p.m. with guest hosts from the local community. And to say thank you for your financial support, we have some great gifts to enrich your Catholic faith. Operators are standing by right now to take your tax-deductible pledge. So call 224-206-8468. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit WSFICatholicRadio.org to make your donation online.
1: Well, hello and welcome back. We're in the share devoted to the Holy Face. And with us this hour, it's such a privilege to have this woman. Her name is Kathleen Heckenkamp. She is a wife and a mother, a devoted Catholic. She's written for numerous publications in the Catholic world. The way I've come to know her is through her beautiful apostolate. It's known as Our Lady of Good Success, and she operates out of Economa Walk, Wisconsin. And she has a website, I believe it's called, uh, let's see, I'm looking at it, Our Lady It's the official Oh, uh, our Lady of Good Success. Is it the Apostolate of Our Lady of Good Success, Kathy? The uh,
2: website is just www and then dot com. But The title of our, our nonprofit is the Apostolate of Our Lady Good Success, and that had been instituted in 2002, but we were already um, operating Spraying the Devotion informally. So after we came back from our adoption
1: Beautiful. Uh, in
2: 2000. Mm-hmm.
1: Beautiful. And Kathleen, you also wrote a a little booklet on the Holy Face, which is what our share is devoted to. And with us here in the studio, we have Bonnie Quirk and Charles Bagdon who are joining us. Thank you for coming back, both of you. They actually showed up after that last (laughs) last hour, so thank you so very much. Uh Before we get started with Kathleen, could we quickly, do either one of you, would you like to talk a little bit about the share and how people can help keep WSFI Radio on the air?
3: So here we are, Kathleen. I'm. I am so looking forward to what you have to say because I have great devotion to our, our Lady of Good Success, as I do to the Holy Face. But uh, we are on the air to promote uh, Catholic uh, teaching that leads to eternal reward. So. The only way we can stay on the air is with the help of our family of listeners and their generous uh, donations to keep us on the air. So I would love to hear the telephone ring 224-206-8455. Or if you have your phone or you're at your computer, WSFIRadio.org. And for everybody who calls, there is no donation too big or too small. For everyone who calls, we will be giving them... What we call a power pack of sacramentals, and Charlie, what does that power pack have in it that we are talking about today? Well,
4: I I, I, uh, I know some of them. I'm not sure all of them. I'm uh, have Angela maybe uh, uh, help me out here. I know for sure there's holy holy oils.
1: Saint Saint I, oil.
4: Uh, okay. Yeah. I I know for sure there's um, uh, blessed salt. Blessed salt. I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you two ladies take it from here (laughs) because I know those two things. But after those two, I I don't know the rest. So one of you, please help me out.
3: St. Raphael's Holy Oil we have. And we have holy water. And we have blessed salt. And while the supply lasts, we have a medal of the holy face of Jesus. And everyone should have sacramentals in their home. Absolutely. So... Uh, do you want to go on, Charlie? Sure, yeah,
4: I I think I can maybe add, add a little bit to that. Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, in addition for this, uh, the uh, additional things that any donation, which by the way, all donations are, are uh, uh, tax deductible, so that's very important for you to know. There also, there's a true picture of the holy face of the shroud of Turin. The image provided by Shr- Shroud and counter and touched to the true image of Veronica's veil provided by the Vatican. This image was also touched to St. Longinus's Lung- sword and the Shroud of Turin. And f- finally, we have an Examination of Conscience Lenten book, which now that we're s- going to be starting Lent, going to confession is extremely important. Uh, to go go as often as you can, especially for those of you listening who haven't been to confession for a a while or maybe a long time. Uh, You'll get this Examination of Conscience Lenten book while our supplies last. The supplies are limited. So we encourage you to please call in or donate online to, if you want to call in, I'll mention the number one more time, uh, uh, 224-206-8455 or if you on your computer, as Bonnie indicated, or on your cell phone, but want, prefer to uh, go to the website, our website to donate is WSFIRadio.org. That's one string of letters, nothing in between, WSFIRadio.org.
1: And Kathleen, um, why don't we get started today, first of all, with the prayer. Do you want to pray?
2: Certainly. Certainly. Um, who wants to lead it?
1: How about if you lead it and pray to Our Lady of Good Success to guide this next few minutes with you?
2: Okay, I'll just say a short one. Thank you. Our Lady, our Queen, and our Mother, in the name of Jesus and for the love of Jesus, please take this cause into thy hands and make it a good success. Amen. Amen. The Father and of the so Son the Holy Ghost.
1: Amen. So tell us a little bit about the apparitions of Our Lady of Good Success and especially why they are believed to be so pertinent to the times that we live in.
2: Well, certainly, I do my best here. So, um, it started in Quito, Ecuador. Um, this special devotion of Our Lady Good Success, because there are uh, Buen Successes all over the world, especially in Spain and the, in the Philippines. So, um, but this particular one was hidden, uh, even though it uh, she appeared in the fifteen, late fifteen hundreds and early sixteen hundreds to a. Uh, woman who was a cloistered sister. And her name was Mother Mariana de Jesus Torres. And so uh, this nun, for 40 plus years, received visions and prophecies, and particularly for focusing on the 20th century, and a little beyond that time. And uh, she asked Mother Mariana to be a victim soul for our time, and explained to her in the first apparition that I would say is poignant for our time in 1582 and when she was praying at the feet of Christ and the the church became totally black it was at night but the, everything went real very dark and there was dust and smoke in the church and she felt, she was um, at Golgotha, and she saw this vision of Christ there and the Blessed Virgin St. John and Mary Magdalene and right away she thought it was her fault that this terrible thing had come upon her she felt the sins of the world and this great oppression and she cried out and she said um lord i'm the guilty one please punish me okay and pardon your people and he says no you're not to blame please get up and i will explain it to you so he uh our lord said uh what she actually heard the eternal father said this is this punishment will be for the 20th century and she saw three swords appear over christ's head and then he said i shall punish heresy i shall punish impiety and i shall punish impurity okay and he asked her then at that point will you sacrifice yourself for the people of this time which is us you know and she accepted that so that was the beginning and so um this sacrificial victim, Mother Mary Anna, spent the rest of her life offering up all of her sufferings for us, and in particular, the sins against heresy, and impurities, and impurities, and
1: that includes blasphemy, of course, which is so so common in these times. And, and how does that dovetail into the devotion of the Holy Face?
2: Well, um, interestingly, I'm going to just tell you my 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 experience, how I was I was kind of I gently coaxed into these devotions. So um, as a child, my my dad had a devotion to the shroud, and so we had always had an image on the on the wall. And he would try to read everything and get all the films about the shroud. And he died in um, 1991. He was only 59, and it was a great shock for us. But anyway. I started pondering about the Holy Faith at that time, and then in 2007, my brother-in-law had a devotion to the Holy Faith as well. So when we went to adopt the children in 2000, um, we traveled, the kids were in Colombia, South America, and Ecuador was the, the neighboring country, so um, I asked my husband if we could visit her first, which of course he thought it was ridiculous, because we were adopting for children, and why should we take time out to go to another country, it was already... Worrisome enough, so we went down there, and um, God had seemed to open the door for us, and Our Lady was there, and we got to visit her in the upper choir loft. But I noticed in the church that there was the shroud of um, Our Lord in the church, and it was honored there. Okay, along with the Divine Child of Pinchincho, which of course was our Child at um, Christ at the age of fifteen. So that's tied into the devotion. So anyway, I, I was thought that was interesting, and then later on we met the Carmelites down there, and they had the veil of Veronica, and had many, many beautiful pictures depicting uh, Veronica and also St. Teresa of the Child Jesus, and I started thinking, this is so interesting, the two, my two most favorite convents there both have a devotion, one to the shroud and one to the veil, and so I started diving into the devotions, and I, that's what, Drove me to write the book, The Importance of the Holy Face Devotion in the 21st Century, because of that. So basically, Our Lady came, and of course, I, I talked to you about the first apparition and talking about heresy and impiety and impurity, but she also talks about um, blasphemy. And so I'm just trying to find uh, that she had five reasons why the. Um, There was a vision, and she talks about why the sanctuary light would be snuffed out. And so one of them, which I find it really pertains to us, because it talks about how um, the fifth reason the lamp is extinguished is due to the laxity and the negligence of those who possess great wealth who will indifferently stand by and witness the church being oppressed, virtue being persecuted, and then the triumph of evil, without in, without piously employing the riches for the destruction of this evil and the restoration of the faith? It is also due to the indifference of the people in the allowing the name of God to be gradually snuffed out and adhering to the spirit of evil, freely delivering themselves to the vices and passions. Okay, so the holy name of God is very much tied into the holy, the worship, or devote, I should say, devotion to the holy faith. Because when you look upon the holy faith, we see a man that has been despised, mocked, ridiculed, humiliated, and you see his sorrow. And so you can see actually the soul of that person who who is, you know, downtrod- downtrodden, I would say, and uh, very sad because he has no friends, okay? So this devotion is make reparation for these sins committed against our lord and you know okay so our lady of good success tells us exactly what they are and um it's so important for this time because we see like i will give an example that happened in the last month the grammys what did they do at the grammys they are doing devil worship right on stage okay this is a blasphemy you know so uh so um the super bowl with Rihanna, and all this the blasphemy that's going on all over the world now. The, the Satanists are out there um, showing what their intention is, and that is to get the whole world to worship the devil. So we, as Catholics, we are meant to be warriors. We're not to be sitting in our pews just going to Mass on Sunday once a week. We are supposed to be praying our rosary every day. We are supposed to have devotions to the Holy Faith. We're supposed to be fighting this. And we're supposed to be turning off the television when that stuff comes on. Because if we allow that stuff in our house, we're going to be poisoning our children. So this is why it's very important to have these devotions, because it will make us stronger Catholics to fight these things.
3: I I think, uh, Kathleen, it opens a portal and uh, allows the devil to get in. Uh, pornography, yes. Uh, yes. It, 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 our culture... I agree with you totally that our culture, God has allowed uh, in these days, uh, Satan to really unleash his tail. And right. uh, the antidote, uh, I, I I love Our Lady of Good Success and I love right. the Holy Face. Uh, these are the antidotes, I think, for our culture mm-hmm. today.
2: Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, Our Lady and Our Lord expects us to use these devotions in order to make reparation because they're so wounded, their hearts are wounded, and if we want the restoration of the Church, which she talks about on numerous occasions, that there will be a triumph of her Macca heart and a restoration, but in order for that to happen, we have to be active in prayer and making penance. And that's what Our Lady Fatima said, right? She told us, she gave us the whole setup, the first Saturdays, rosary meditation she told us and pretty much i think the catholic world pretty much dropped the ball once again and that happened with the holy face devotions because our lord came and of course uh you would you could say it started pretty much back at the time of the french revolution when louis the 16th was asked to consecrate france to the sacred heart and put the emblem of the sacred heart on the flag and he didn't and then the masons were uh able to take over and this is actually what now we see the result of that okay so we because our lady good success says it's Masonry that will have entered the church and caused all this problem so it, it all ties in together
3: i i totally totally agree and if you go back to the french revolution what did they put on the high altar of notre dame you know mm-hmm. uh, the idol, yep. and and mm-hmm. so it's uh, yes, I agree, Kathleen. That uh, Our Lady has and Our Lord have have laid the path for us. All we have to do with Catholic Radio is show people these devotions, which right. you know, for the most part, really are not promulgated very well in our no. culture today, and so no, many. Many of our listeners may have never heard of Our Lady of Good Success or the Holy Name. Uh, it, it, they, you know, they, they go to Mass, they attend a parish, uh, but they really are not fed deeply. And Our Lady laid it out at Fatima. You're absolutely right. She gave us mm-hmm. the keystone and the cornerstone. So mm-hmm. uh, it is so important for Catholic Radio... To promulgate all of these things so thank you very much you are you are uh just a gift to us what else would you like to thank you about our lady of good success and it does tie to the holy face how can you look at mary and not see jesus how can you look at jesus and not see
2: mary that's right that's right well there. What else would you like to know about the devotion, and then I can I can try to help that way. Well, I think for our time, our culture,
3: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. her prophecies fit perfectly for the yes. path that we must right. take. So maybe you could just
2: refresh us with some of her prophecies. Certainly. Um, well, she did talk about. Um, as I mentioned, the first one that was not where she became, she, she wasn't titling herself as Our Lady of Good Success in, in uh, 1582. But then she came again, she would come, oh, I don't know, uh, not pretty much probably every year for, for Mother Mariana. but the most prominent ones were occurring in January and February, and um, she had asked that a stack to be made, and it was for the statue, she said, was not only for the monastery, because what she said was, and I find it really interesting, I like to meditate on this quite a lot now that we're seeing how the world's going, but she said that this, this statue will be made, as, and I will be the, the governor, governess of this monastery. I will actually be the reigning abbot until the end of time. And, of course, she appeared with her crosier. Uh, as an abbess would appear, and the statue was miraculous because it was made by the angels. There was a sculptor, and he did start it, but he left to get uh, paints that he didn't have, and he came back, and the statue was made miraculously, finished off by the angels and St. Francis. So he was uh, pretty much taken aback by this, but then it ended up being that... um, She told Mother Mary Anna that not only would she be this governess of the convent, but the statue would be for a consolation for all people, not only people in Kiro, but for the whole world, especially for those that would be persecuted and have lived through this trying time of the 20th century and beyond, and that so we would go to her. And it would be only those that had a simple, simple and humble faith that would believe in her apparitions and her words, and she called out Freemasonry before it was even a word, okay, so she talked about uh, that these Freemasons would be uh, aiming at the church to destroy it from within, and she talked about how there would be a corruption of custom, that the sacraments would be profane, they would not be taken seriously, like the sacrament of uh, unction people would think we don't need it anymore, that you know, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa don't need it, it's not important, you know. And so a lot of these poor people would be dying in our times without the grace of the sacraments to help them aid them into the into the journey into the next life. So there was there's a lot of things and marriage, of course, it's being it's been destroyed by terrible laws, you know, that divorce is so prominent now. And also now we see all these other perverse things being allowed in the world so that everybody thinks that you can do whatever you want when they've been terrible sins crying out for vengeance you know for God to punish the world so all these things she talked about in her apparitions and we do have books on them and 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 big and small so if you can't handle a large book we do have smaller ones but she really talks about uh what was going to happen here and i believe and and she said that this Special devotion, okay. Of course, in Quito, this devotion was uh, for 400 years. But the people themselves did not know about these secret prophecies and apparitions until this time, until like the early 20th century. And so, even even now, the Ecuadorian people, it is not a, like a universal thing that they know about. So we're they're still working on. Uh, telling people about this apparition but it's been approved from that whole time from the first bishop when they consecrated this statue all the way till now but anyway she she was she had come for a consolation for us because she knew that things were not going to be told correctly to us we were not going to be trained and taught correctly by our bishops by the head of the church that things were going to go you know, like a mess. So if that's what exactly has happened. So when I see her with the croissier, I know she, she's not a bishop, but I have to say that, you know, that that the croissier is a sign of authority. Somebody that has a high position, okay? We know that because a bishop carries that, right? And also, it's also as a shepherd who would reign in the sheep, right? The shepherd would have to cook and pull the sheep back. And Our Lady is a shepherdess for us, okay? So I feel like with all her warnings that she told us about Freemasonry in the Church and that um, a lot of things would not be considered important, like the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the Eucharist, the Sanctuary Life would be blown out, okay? And that's, again, because of the little concern for the, the Holy Eucharist. Um, she's saying, please listen to me. This is what I'm going to tell you what's happening right now, and this is why it's ha- happening because the ones who should speak are silent. And so she said, in order to, I will bring a prelate, a good holy prelate, in order for those days to come, you know, those that are holding faithful, they're gonna have to almost like be like victim souls. She says that we will be suffering a martyrdom of our own and that we have to be strong. There'll only be a few of us, but in order to see the light of day for the restoration, we have to be strong, we have to keep going. and." So in a way, I feel like she's taking, she's doing like, a, not, she's not taking the place of a bishop, but she's saying, listen, this is the truth. And she has her here. I will help you. I will keep you in the flock. I will help you to get to heaven. So that's, I mean, I just think that there, that's the reason why she stands there with her croissier so that she, she's telling us, this is what the bishop should be telling you. This is what the pope should be telling you. This is how you should be trained. And because those that should speak are silent, I'm talking to you. They, they silenced um, for a long time the words of Our Lady of Fatima. I don't believe that the third secret was told correctly, and now we're suffering for that. So um, that's my opinion, but a, it's an opinion of a lot of people. So because they silenced Our Lady of Fatima, didn't come out with the third secret, it seems as though Our Lady of good success because heaven knows all these things are going to happen. She was allowed to come forth and say what she said, that Mason will have entered the church. They will come to destroy that. And um, so it's very important that we understand this because if we understand it, it makes it easier for us to pray and make reparation. We're not so confused. We're not angry, um, you know, because a lot of people have a lot of anger, I think, in these times because they're confused. And they don't know what to do. So I think it
3: helps us a lot. So true, and I think you know this apparition and the holy face are our milestones for our priests and I I, oh, re- yeah. I really think you know our late the most priests have a very special devotion to our lady uh, mm-hmm. and she in turn loves her holy priests. So I think nice. that this apparition and this devotion to the holy face, uh, needs to be taught in our seminaries. It mm-hmm. needs to be disseminated in our parishes, it needs mm-hmm. to be disseminated on the radio. And mm-hmm. what better way to disseminate it than in our our charathon where most people, Kathleen, have never heard of this apparition. Right. Uh right. and how, how could they hear it if they don't hear it on Catholic radio? So right. it kind of leads me into a, a, a little bit of a promotion of WSFI. Can
1: I just jump and in for a second, Bonnie? before you do that? We're at nine. We're at 1057. There's a hard break in about two minutes. Kathleen, is there any way you could stay on for a few minutes right after that legal ID? There is no problem. That would be <laughs> no. wonderful. Um, I wanted to mention, too, about... Um,
2: the face of um, the holy face of Jesus. So I'm going to just um, confirm because I remember how I talked about Freemasonry, and then communism is the branch off, and that's actually what he came for with the holy face in France. So I don't want to mention that,
1: yes, because that
2: is another reason why it's tied in. Yes.
1: Yeah, so hold fast. We just have to do this okay. to do the legal ID, and we'll that's be back. Up. And Bonnie, go ahead. We have one minute. You can talk for one minute, Bonnie, and then it's going to cut you off. So go ahead. One One minute. minute. Yeah,
3: that's it. All right. So I want you to call 224-206-8455 or online at WSFIRadio.org. And we have sacramentals, and we will go through the gift list very shortly. But understand that Kathleen and... And the message of Our Lady of Good Success and the Holy Face uh, is brought to you by Catholic Radio. It is a evangelization tool uh, that that goes along with an understanding of what Our Lady wants to do, us to do in these very difficult times.
1: And we received three generous donations, all from Wisconsin. Wisconsin's on fire, so when we come back we'll acknowledge <laughs> them and we'll continue with Kathleen. So
0: stay tuned for just okay. for one minute. Yeah. To the WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio share Operators are standing by now to take your tax-deductible pledge. Call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or donate online at WSFICatholicRadio.org.
1: Okay, so we're back. Yay, we have Kathleen Heckenkamp from OurLadyOfGoodSuccess.com on the line. We have Bonnie and Charlie in the studio. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you to four generous donors now. So the first one is our friend Erwin, who has just been just so wonderful and generous to us over the years. Erwin, thank you so very much for your generous donation. I'm not allowed to say his last name, but I want to say thank you so much for listening to WSFI. And uh, lots of prayers going out to you and to your friends, who I follow on Facebook quite often. So God bless you, Erwin, and thank you. Also, Virginia, who is unbelievable. Virginia is our watchdog from Wisconsin. So this morning, the tower was up, but the signal was going in and out. And Virginia usually calls us, and she's so good. She'll say, it's 1053, such and such is on the air and this is what happened and a lot of times it's just the elements that will do it but she's so good and she leaves a message and (laughs) i I just want to thank virginia and we're praying for you virginia because i know that you've been having some bumps in your health there so we're hoping that you feel better and i want to thank you so much for listening to us and for your generous support kevin is the other half of our watchdog team and you both called in at the same time (laughs) Kevin, thank you so much for your heads up to let us know about the outage on 88.5 FM this morning, and I guess it was back up. And our engineer was on, and again, they think it's the weather conditions, but we don't know. Either that, or it was a very powerful program this morning on the <laughs> Shroud of Turin, and there are, there are forces at play. But Kevin, thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for your text, for your phone, and for your generosity. And lastly, we have Emily, and Emily is from Illinois. <laughs> We have an Illinois donor. Praise God. (laughs) Emily, thank you so very much for your very, very generous donation. And she has very nice comments here. I'm going to just check with Alex to make sure I understand it. But I want to say thank you, Emily. Thank you for remembering us. And if you haven't already made your pledge, this is our first pledge drive since June of last year. And our challenge, of course, every month is staying on WNDZ. We are release time to the larger signals while still paying our bills for 88.5 FM. So we're going into Lent, the season of almsgiving, and we have all the confidence in the world and the promises of the Holy Face. We have adoration going on here at WSFI for eight hours, so call with your prayer requests. Even if you can't make a donation, we'd be happy to put your prayer request in front of the relic of St. Veronica's Vale. So I'm going I'm to turn it back over to Kathleen and to Bonnie and Charlie.
3: Well, oh, Kathleen, I can hardly wait to hear about... Really, I, we're going to do a book report a little bit later on The Devil and Bella Dodd, which really mm-hmm. brings out the communistic takeover uh, yes. through the different portals that the mm-hmm. enemy has opened. So right, I'm right. really interested in, uh, you know, your comments on communism. It It is the atheistic communism is really what is going on in this country today
2: period right period
4: Yeah, and Uh, and and especially in the catholic church
2: yes right absolutely and so we were talking about masonry and that was founded way way back in the early 1700s some even say back as far as in the 1600s and they were very secret back then but you know it kind of almost but you could say it's been back from the time of adam and eve we've had our evil evil uh, minions and and secret societies so but anyway one of the branches off is actually atheistic communism and you know our lady of fatima came to warn us about all these things but also in the devotions to the holy Face, okay so we have freemasonry that our lady warned about but in the devotions of the holy Face. Our Lord spoke to Sister Marie St. Peter and actually told her that God's justice would use as the instrument of punishment, not the elements, but the malice of revolutionary men, that is the communist. okay? And that was the first revelation from heaven concerning communism, and they used that word, and it was 19, 1846, and what was interesting about that is that Karl Marx was just starting to get his band, band of uh, minions together to, uh, you know start this rebel I guess you would call revolution of sorts and he was writing his Communist Manifesto as well and it was published in 1848 and so you see that he's trying to get his own band of defenders of the Holy Faith and the Holy Name to fight these communists and what how are we going to fight them it's not going to be bullets it would be through prayers okay so the Golden Arrow was uh, composed. And then our Lord said, This will wound my heart in a delightful way and make reparations for these sins. Okay? Interestingly, then we fast forward into the 20th century, and there was a conceptionist sister. So, Sister Marie St. Peter was a Carmelite. And then there was a conceptionist sister called um, Sister Marie Pierre, oh no, sorry, Sister Perina, and she started getting, um, like, apparitions and, and locutions from our Lord. And how it started is that our Lord, on Good Friday, asked, and she was only 12 at the time, will, you, will no one give me a kiss of love on my face in make reparation for the kiss of Judas? Okay, so he started this, again, it was to resurrect the devotion of the Holy Faith. And this nun, during, uh, I believe it was World War I, she was helping to spread this devotion once again and of course they were fighting the communists and so this particular aspect of the holy face though now getting into this 20th century he starts to talk to this nun about the sins that are committed by the priests and so it was to make reparation for the weak priests in our time and to you know to pray for them as well so it was kind of a dual thing and this was the shroud that they used okay so the the first one was the veil Uh, you know because they didn't have photography at that time we only had the image of the veil that was miraculous and then when photography came out and that was kind of a miraculous thing where the photographer saw the image and it was like a negative and so then we saw the face of Jesus on the shroud and it didn't happen until our time so it was like Christ himself saying listen look upon me You know and make reparation so um it's very interesting that we have these wonderful gifts that are kind of coming to the forefront once again in our 20th century and we really need to take up these devotions so that we can fight and we can protect our families our children and bring the church back to the way god wants it to be not the way man wants it to be because right now uh it's uh uh, cult of man that's going on in the world. Instead of worshiping God, we're worshiping man. So true, Kathleen. So
3: well put. I think, you know, I I pray, when I, I look at the Holy Face and I look at Our Lady of Good Success, I think we need to pray more for our priests and for our clergy. Mm-hmm.
2: That's absolutely so right. I, I think so that, that they that, will be strong and they can lead us because we the lay people are not supposed to be the leaders. The priests and bishops are supposed to be the leaders. Exactly. So. Exactly. And, you know, all
3: I think God always puts one thing, one bad thing uh, in our culture, and then he gives the antidote
2: uh, right. for that. if We, we kind of sh- let us fend for ourselves, and we usually make a mess of it. Yeah. And then
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he fills yes. us away, Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You are so right. You know, we in our human form, uh, if we are not praying, and if we are not taking advantage of the sacraments, can slip into that secular view so quickly. Uh, right. And priests have, uh, priests, bishops, and uh, cardinals, and even the Holy Father, uh, going up the are subject so much more to those temptations. So God gives them an extra guardian angel at ordination for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and the only antidote to these dire times is devotion to Our Lady and to mm-hmm. the Holy Face, because right. that's the path that God has given us as the yeah. antidote, plus the yep. sacraments, reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Daily mass, daily reception of Jesus Himself. I and the, thee and me together in eternity.
4: And rosary, da- uh, daily rosary.
2: Exactly, that's right. Daily rosary with the family, with the children. They got to teach the children the rosary, because so many things can be aborted. That's why she came all these times to, with her rosary in her hand. Right, Lourdes and, and Fatima. She was trying to give us an example. Mm-hmm. We got to take that seriously. So many, so many kids these days think they they leave the house they we you know i'll give an example even in my own life we had eight we raised eight children and we prayed the rosary every day and one of my daughters got married and she has three kids She goes, mom i don't know how you did it how did you pray the rosary every night with us i said it's priorities you got to do the rosary every day no matter what and and then our lady will come in and with all your troubles she will fix them one by one But so many times they forget and you know, they think it's not important. Well, it's only 15 minutes, you know, but it seems like a lot and it interrupts my whole schedule. So it's very important. We have to kneel down with our children. We have to set an example and if dad can be there, that should be very most important because the kids look to the father for an example in religion. So it's very important that the dad kneels down with mom and the kids and take that 15 minutes out and pray the family rosary. Hierarchy of
3: orders both within the church and within the family.
1: Kathleen, I just want to shift gears a little bit here just for a few minutes. Um, I know that there's been some very powerful prayers that have been answered through the intercession of Our Lady of Good Success. And when mm -hmm, I first met you, I heard about it from that young woman, Michelle. Do you remember Michelle her? Michelle
2: Yeah, yes, maybe I'm still good friends with her. I just spoke to her a couple of days ago.
1: Oh, um, and another one of your good friends just emailed me. Uh, she wrote the forward to Father Lawrence's book, The Secret of the Holy oh. Face. She's been mm-hmm. out of town, and we're trying to get her to come on the share because I think, is she the niece of um, Sister she's Marie She's like Peter?
2: the great, great niece, great, great, great niece of uh, Sister Marie St. Pierre. Isn't Saint-Pierre. that something? Isn't yeah, that so something? she's a um, very, very wonderful lady, I, I feel blessed to, um, to be, to know her, and I'm so happy that she's taken on the banner of the Holy Faith, because it's very necessary, and I, I feel like this is how I felt when I found out that God is giving credence to all of this, and that, you know, she will really aid in this with being that relative. She even looks like her, to tell you the truth, she? so she's a very sweet lady.
1: Yes. Well, you know, we have Father Lawrence is coming here, yes. God willing. On, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that to you on yes. on uh-huh. May 13th, and he's trying to raise a million people to become members of the Confraternity of the Holy Face or so the League of St. Right. Martin. So well, I
2: can't think of a better thing because I, I did join the Arch Confraternity in Tours France when I found out about it. So I think as much as possible to belong to these things and be faithful to them, is very important to these times so that we can we can be stronger catholics so, know. yes and i do with the secret of the holy faith book very interesting um i encourage everybody to get that three other books that are really important is the holy man of tours the life of leo dupont the golden arrow that happens to be the autobiography of sister Marie saint peter and then the one that's called the whole world will love me and that's based about saint therese and her devotion to the holy Face, and dorothy scaling was the one that uh, wrote these books um with the help of some priests mm. so those are very important and books.
1: We're, we're giving away the um i got 25 books of the golden arrow that we're giving away for a donation Good. of ten dollars a month wonderful. or a hundred dollars the share and we're also giving away the power you know that powerful chaplet um, mm-hmm. to the, it's yes. um, it's unbelievable. Like it goes over and over my brain. I'll wake up at night. But I want to just let's go back to Michelle just for one minute. Um, sure. but let's talk about the power of prayer and maybe tell Michelle's story and our lady of good success.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, so um, I'm a parishioner at Saint Stanislaus in Milwaukee. We have the um, Latin. It's a Latin team community, and um, I was raised in the Latin team Uh, community mass when it was kind of what you call underground when there was hardly any masses latin masses in in the archdiocese of milwaukee there's a few old priests that were saying it so my husband and i met there that's how uh then we got married but anyway this community um you know we there's a lot of people that go to church there and i had seen michelle in passing and i didn't know her i didn't even know her name but we'd always say hi to each other and i thought that's, that's a wonderful woman. I'd sure like to meet her someday because it was always like before or after Mass or whatever. So anyway, I saw her one day at Mass and she was grabbing her side and she looked like she was in pain and she was expecting. And I thought, oh, this poor woman, what is happening to her? And um, the next thing I heard is she was in the hospital and that she had had a cyst burst inside of her and she had to have surgery and they found pancreatic cancer. And I felt so bad because she had a number of children already and then this pregnancy, and so I knew a friend that was going to go visit her, and I said, would you please take her this picture of Our Lady of Success and the relic, and I'd like you to give her the first book, uh, a simple book, A Mother Mariana, and it was called Prophecies for Our Times. It was written by Dr. Marian Horvath. So I, I believe I gave her a novena booklet as well. So uh, this was in November, I believe, uh, several years ago, seven years ago, I think now, and uh, my friend called me back and said, I gave her everything. She really loves it, and she wants you to come and visit her in the hospital. So I thought, okay, I will, well, not knowing her at all. And she's such she has such a great personality. So when I came in, you immediately, um, she's southern, okay, so she's very warm. And we hit it off immediately, and she was just taken by the image of our lady, and she says, I can't. I can't get over this image. She keeps smiling at me. She keeps smiling at me. And um it what it, our lady in pictures, the pictures that I have, I've seen her change expression, okay? Uh, I've been there. I've been there. I I can't remember over 10 times and her her expressions do seem to change. And so the image that I gave her was of the 400th anniversary of um the apparition and and the devotion. So It's a beautiful picture, but she's very serene and she's not smiling per se. But she kept saying, She's smiling at me. So I kind of took it as a a sign, okay? But anyway, I talked to her about the devotion, about what it was all about, and, you know, her message. And, you know, we talked for quite a long time and she was just so taken with it. And she took on this devotion right away. And uh, one of the things is because she was pregnant, um, she didn't want to get chemo and radiation for hurting the baby, and she said, "Well, I don't know what to do." well, I happen to know a little bit about alternative things, and so I said, "Well, you know, you could try some other things while you're pregnant that would help to, you know, help you and the baby, and and you know maybe the cancer would go away." And so we talked about that, and she kept pushing me on where you know what doctor would be good and this and that. And the end, I prayed about it and because I had gone to Germany with my daughter because she was very, very ill with Lyme disease. And so she and uh, my daughter and and myself went to Germany and got alternative treatments and we got better. So I kind of knew a little bit about where or what could help her. So I directed her to a doctor, but in the long run she kept praying to our lady good success. And she had like not one, but I believe three different kinds of cancer. One happened to be pancreatic. And so there was not much hope given to her. So she prayed earnestly to Our Lady, and uh, to this day, now she's still alive, and I just got off the phone. In fact, I want to give people an update on our website about Michelle, because people were following her, Well,
1: he, so she's very healthy. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Her cousin, I think, lives in Kenosha, or her sister, I can't mm-hmm. remember what, a yes. relative. So her she, sister-in-law. So was it her sister-in-law? Okay. The same yes, last Pam. name. Yes. So yeah. she had contacted mm-hmm. us and asked if she could come on the air. And at the time she right. was pregnant and she brought her husband to the radio station. And mm-hmm. and she was telling us about the Feast of Presentation, how doing mm-hmm. a Novena was so powerful. And she was right. so, and I think she had one child that had a disability already.
2: Yes, Down syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she brought yep. them all
1: here. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. we were stunned. I mean, we have faith, but sometimes you don't know that there's going to be a mm-hmm. miracle or not a miracle. We were right. so stunned when we talked to her a year later and she said that she mm-hmm. I thought for sure that was going to be it and we felt so bad for those children but she mm-hmm. she had more faith than we had for sure
2: mm-hmm. right it's Just I know. amazing and Our lady blessed her and, blessed and so her. she's been healthy ever since and you know um there you know most people thought you know you know how human nature is most of us said well she must not have had cancer anyway this couldn't have you know, it couldn't have gone away. I think the doctor's misdiagnosed her. Yeah. And she went back to her doctor and told her that. Told him that. And he's like, I wish I would have kept the tumor for everybody so that... And he wasn't particularly into miracles, but he was kind of upset that nobody believed that she had cancer. he goes, if I would have known that, I would have kept that tumor for him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway... Well, they wanted her to abort you know, that baby, as I recall. Yeah. I think uh, you mentioned yeah, this. So it was pressure course. to yeah, abort that's the baby. Yeah,
2: they're the way the mode of action that these doctors suggest so um she was a brave very brave soul i know that i if i was in that situation i would have been pretty frantic as well but um she she got through it with flying colors doing uh you know praying to our lady doing what the doctor recommended and um you know it has not returned
1: yeah so there you go i believe
2: our lady really had her under her, her mantle yeah. So, and what we do—that's one of the things we do—is the novena starts on January twenty-fourth and runs to February second. Mm-hmm. So, um, during that, you know, usually ramping up right before Christmas and then to February second, people start sending in donations and also petitions, and then we uh, send in turn send donations to the convent and also to the Carmelites. So, the Conception and Carmelites in Quito, Ecuador, we give a donation especially on the feast day. And then the petitions I send down to them as well to pray. So um, I believe that a lot of people, I don't get a lot of people uh, calling or writing in and saying, you know, we we got this answer to prayer that I wish they would. So, yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of like the 10 lepers that get healed and only one comes back So to thank. So I'm hoping that people will thank in some way or another her. But one of the good ways is to write their, their story their what happened the miracles that they are getting and yeah. that would help a lot you know if people would do that but michelle is definitely a very public testimony and she's not afraid to tell people about it
1: no and she's just this is something about that girl that you know yes. i'll always remember yes. her i'll always remember her and her family i also want to thank you I, i'm in front of me i have this book the grandeurs of saint michael the archangel and saint michael yes. is one of the patrons of the confraternity of the holy face mm-hmm. tell us yes. a little bit As about well that book seems-
2: Yep, as well as being one of the painters of the statue. Yes. So, uh, Our Lady Good Success. So, yes, it's a very good and important devotion to have, and um, we started promoting that some years ago. And um, I found, you know, doing a little research, I found out that there's like a 40 days up to the feast of Michaelmas Day, which is. Um, September 29th. Okay, that's the old feast day of St. Michael. They change things around, and then they clump them all together, I think, on October 2nd. But anyway, that's the old time. So you actually would start that um, 40 days of penance to St. Michael um, on the Feast of the Assumption of Our Lady, and then running through the end of of September. And this book has beautiful um, prayers, and it's actually 30 days. They condensed it down a little bit, I think. Um, but it was always considered forty days, so but it's beautiful, and it tells the story about the apparitions of Saint Michael in Gargano and um how that particular place is so holy, and it was consecrated by Saint Michael himself, and there's actually his footprints in that uh, in the cave, yes. so it's a very, very holy place, and actually uh, you can get a relic stone there. <laughs>
1: Well, um, we have, and requested. it's so funny. Yes, yeah. we we actually we distribute those. We yeah. we're doing yeah. healing conferences, or, and we wanted to do one just on Saint Michael. We had done one on the angels and soul ties, mm-hmm. and so if you'd mm-hmm. like to make a donation today to WSFI Radio for a donation of twenty-five dollars a month, in addition to all the other gifts, we only have we sent away for them, um, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. But then they stopped answering when I, <laughs> after COVID, everything seemed to change.
2: Yes. And they... Well, I think they'll start doing... I think they'd maybe start it up again. I recommend a few people to get the stones. I'm hoping that they did again. They're standing up again. hmm So, because the priests there, I know, everything, you know, internationally has been a mess. Even Ecuador, I can't even send a regular letter. If I do any communication, it has to be email, text, or WhatsApp, or, you know, DHL, or something like that, which is expensive or FedEx. So. Mm-hmm things have changed in the world and they're making it more and more difficult for us to communicate to our fellow Catholics around
1: the world. Yes, indeed. And Bonnie, you were going to say something.
2: COVID has
3: changed the world. We can't allow that to happen. We Mm -hmm. have to stay faithful. Our Lady of Good Success and the Holy Face call us to the narrow path. Uh, COVID has done great damage not only to uh, medicine. It, it's really damaged the foundation upon which we are built. And we right. need to repair that. Mm-hmm. And we right. can only repair it uh, through Our Lady and Our Lord. Period. Yep. Uh, right. it, and people need to know that. They need not to be afraid. They need to be mm-hmm. Uh, bold, as you said, Kathleen, so beautifully, you, they need to be bold in their faith. They, and mm-hmm. in order to be bold in your faith, you have to know your faith. And right. that is what COVID has done. It's covered up the faith to a great extent. People have That's become right. kind of like Judas, so so uh, profoundly worried about themselves and, and a virus that they have mm-hmm. forgotten and despaired of right. any kind of healing grace
4: that right right so
2: terrorize the people and did. because our faith is not strong enough the whole world collapsed because um we, we've lost a we've lost the light of grace in our souls and in a collectively okay and you know so many prophecies said the good will suffer with the bad and that's exactly what's happening so you know the churches were closed then you don't. Nobody. Everybody's afraid of each other, which is ridiculous. Okay, and, and when you go back in history, you know about healing. Okay, healing people. You know, Christ was never afraid, and he touched the lepers and all that. But and he's a fine example. But our Catholic Church was a fine example. So many saints were healing the sick, were making, opening up hospitals, taking care of the sick. You know, I just read. I heard something that Mayo Clinic was founded by a religious um, group of sisters, I believe, and and our Lord appeared to one of them and said, go to find this Dr. Mayo and he will help. So even Mayo Clinic was studied by Catholics, and now it's been totally destroyed. This whole image of charitable work for the sick, that's a corporal work of mercy, is now turned into some kind of factory where everybody's got to go in there and comply to the government to go in order to function in life, to buy food, to go and do anything. That's what it's going to come down to. You're, so, you're you're so correct,
3: and you know, going back to the Black Plague, how mm-hmm. did the Catholic Church do that? The saint went out and gave out miraculous medals, and the plague right.
2: disappeared. You right. know, right? Uh, yep, it, they would process. They would process with the Holy Blessed Sacrament. Exactly. That's how they would dispel because it's a punishment. And the devil uses that to get to gain souls with fear once again, and so um, even the when we were talking about the Saint Michael stone, that was um, the bishop made it so that because so many people were coming um, and wanted to get cured or help, and so he issued this uh, proclamation that these stones could be sent out for people. And one of the protections is against the plague, against you know different things that you know, uh, would come upon us. So that's why these stones are kind of important these times, because not that we're going to use it as an amulet or something like that, but it's a reminder that Heaven can and will protect those that are faithful to them, to, them, to Heaven and God and the Blessed Mother. They will protect us, and we've got to remember that. St. Benedict, too, against poisonings and different things. So we got to resurrect these beautiful devotions and learn our faith, and then that way we will be protected because certainly God needs Catholics in the future to help uh, continue the Church. So you know, if we're faithful and and don't give in to all these things, we will see the restoration.
3: Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I think our country is, uh, and I'm sure the world is full of the negative, the the despair that Judas had. Yep. Uh, yep, we have right. the antidote. We have yes, God, we God and our
2: Lady have given us the antidote, the message, right. the hope. One of the things I wanted to mention to you, I meditated upon this uh, during the mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, is that with, you know, there are two apostles that sinned. It was Judas and Peter. The failing of Judas was not to go back and look at the face of jesus and and repent and say, "I'm sorry. He didn't do it. He didn't think he could be forgiven. But Peter, saw Christ when he uh, denied him, and that was his conversion. He went out and wept, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to remember that. Pray to St. Peter so we're always faithful, and that is another uh, defender of the holy faith and the holy name of Jesus is St. Peter along with St. Michael. The Catholic mm-hmm. faith has it all,
3: and our okay. job is to spread it. Kathleen, you've done such a, a beautiful job of doing that, Ella. You know, they say at the, in the convent that her facial features change. She smiles, mm-hmm. she cried right. You know that that uh, we want her smiling on our work. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And
4: G- death radio is the best way for for us to be able to do that, and uh, W S F I is the best way that we know in the Chicago land area and into Wisconsin and even. Uh, with our extension uh, through WNDZ into uh, to, uh, southern Michigan and Indiana and uh, central Illinois. So we, we uh, really need help from all of you, though, because in order to continue to do the work that we're doing and providing the excellent information and Catholic programming, we need your generous donations, which are uh, tax deductible, by the way. Let me give you the number to call, 224 206 8455. Again, 224 206 8455. Or if you wish to donate online, go to this website, WSFI radio.org. All one st- string of letters, WSFI radio.org.
1: And we're coming to a hard break right now. Kathleen, I could have. I love talking to you and I thank you so much for all you do. Thank you, Bonnie. Well, thank you for Cheryl.
2: having me. Thank Bye-bye. you, Kathleen.
0: WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio Share Stay tuned for more community hosts and opportunities to pledge your support. Call 224 206 8455. That's 224 206 8455. Or visit our website, WSFICatholicRadio.org, to make your tax-deductible
4: pledge.